the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 42. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's been a long morning for you already. (laughs) I know. It already feels like it should be the following day. Good day. Yeah, when you wake up at 3.30, it makes for a very long morning. Mm. Um, I don't know. Chloe crawled in bed with us in the middle of the night, and so it was like three humans and two cats, mm. and I think the door got shut with the heater on. Mm. Plus, I go to bed with lots of clothing right now because it's so cold, and I get very cold and uh I don't know I I like woke up and I felt like I was on fire from the inside like my skin was on fire I just started peeling off clothing that's an alarm (laughs) clock (laughs) yeah it really was and that could have been a hot flash I'm not really sure combination of all those things but then I I was just awake and I couldn't go back to sleep. I started thinking about this podcast and how I hadn't taken any notes for it. And so I just got up, fed cats, made coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know when I can't get things out of my mind. Yeah, I definitely wake up and that's not a good, I mean, I I don't know. It depends how you look at it, but I know that getting those things out of my brain, right. And on paper, on the computer, on my phone or putting a note or something. Yeah, totally. That totally helps, but yeah, it doesn't always make me get up, you know, (laughs) and I can go back to sleep, but I think it was just, I was so hot too. And I couldn't, it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. And last night I almost choked. I, I, I did choke. I choked on freaking my dinner and, um, it really freaked me out. So I did go to bed kind of early. I was lying in bed. Yeah. I was lying in bed by 7 30 8 I think before even eight o'clock because I was so weirded out by choking and I um I wasn't alone but I I was the only one sitting at the dinner table Mark was just uh my husband was just downstairs and but it was one of those things where you know it was I couldn't swallow and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't make a sound or take a breath. And it was like, and, and everything just slowed down. And I was thinking, okay, shit, this is really happening. (laughs) I'm choking. And then I got up and ran to the sink and thought, okay, if I just like bend over, maybe I'll start coughing. And I did, I couldn't even say how, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't signal. No one was around. No one was watching me. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> it was. It was really freaky. And so then I just started coughing and I coughed so hard, so hard that I peed in my pants. <laughs> oh, 
I hope you didn't mind my comment on your story. Like, I know that this, the choking was serious, but I had to just try to make you laugh. Like, that's what I'd be freaked out about because I do it all the time. So, oh, I'm so, what were you eating? I was, just, I was eating a delicious dinner. It was so good. Um, roasted uh, butternut squash and, um, and uh, green, like wilted greens and this amazing artisanal sage and apple veggie sausage. I think this is a veg- vegetarian sausage. And I think that's what, I think that's what did it. And, um, it just like got right there, you know, like it yeah. went down the wrong place <laughs> in the breathing hole. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And no one was around. Well, I mean, not like right there for you. Not watching me. Right. right. So you can't really, it's hard to get any one's attention when you are, uh, yeah, when freaking you can't make out. a sound, <laughs> you're freaking out. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry. Sorry that happened. Yeah, thanks. And so anyway. Yeah, this is normal for in your 40s. So, you know, just welcome to the club on that one. <laughs> or maybe you've already been in the I club. Just, I, I was late. I went to bed. I was laying down thinking, you know, I've had a lifetime of peeing my pants. Like you, you come into this world peeing your pants. Mm-hmm. And then I probably had a break from peeing my pants for a while. But um, I was a peer when I when I was drinking for sure. Oh, really? I would pee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd pee. I would not wake up to go to the bathroom. Hmm. Yeah. And um, and so then I had another break from that. But now in my 40s, yeah. I'm back to being in my pants. And I don't think it's going to get any better. No. I'm here to tell you it's not. <laughs> I think I, it yeah. is. It's like I got my 40th birthday and I sneezed and I was like, shit. This is fun. Yeah. So basically, yeah. If I sneeze about anything, I have to run towards the bathroom because I'm like... <laughs> I know what's happening if I sneeze twice. It's all over. Yeah. Once I can try to contain it. But yeah, anything after one sneeze is done. And that's a lot of information I just shared. Okay. Right. Thank goodness they started (laughs) making those adult diapers in a more attractive looking brief. Mm, I'm going to resist for as long as I can, Sandra. I'm going to resist that. You know me. I'm not. Mm -mm. Uh, Not ready yet. But... I'll be doing a lot of laundry over the next few years anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, my night was not as exciting as that. But um, I did clean my bathroom out last night for the January Cure. I don't know if you saw my story. But on Instagram stories, I've been putting these January Cures because I've been sharing it in our secret Facebook group. Mm -hmm. But I also have a tribe of women that I used to, we used to have, we used to have a sacred a secret Facebook group just for the January cure. There's mm. about a dozen of us in it and they're not people in recovery, but just people from my life that, that do it. And mm-hmm. so I haven't been sharing. So I've been only sharing it in the unruffled. I was like, I don't have that much time to share it everywhere. And that's crazy making. So I decided to do a few stories to just kind of show, but last night was like the biggest result to just purge my bathroom cabinets. I gave myself an hour. Mm-hmm. It only took 40 minutes Sandra, I really thought I was going to have, like, three things to get rid of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, there might be a couple prescriptions. I've been doing this for five years. Every January I do this. I get rid of everything old and expired. Like, it, it gets easier as the years go on. I don't know what happened this year, but everything. There was just so much stuff that I'd been holding on to. 
Like I haven't worn contacts since I got sober. Mm-hmm. So that's three years. But I've been holding on to this big, huge box of contact lenses and like oh. four brand new bottles of saline solution that um, I'm never going to use. No. Plus they're old now. So. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you, you. okay. See, I would have hung on to those too. Like well, maybe been. I'll wear contacts again. Never know. Yeah, no, I, I need a new prescription because I've had a new prescription since then. For my mm. glasses, my, my vision has changed. So, it, but it's that thing. It's like last year, I must, the last few years, I must have thought the same thing. Like, oh, I could wear, I might wear them again. I might want to wear them instead of my glasses. But no. Anyhow, I ended up, I have this huge, not huge, a small um, bag, um, handle bag full of prescriptions, vitamins, and over-the-counter meds that are expired. Now, I know I must have bought them last year at some point, but there's like some old stuff in there. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That happened when I cleaned out my kitchen cabinets, too, for my canned goods. I thought, oh, I'm only going to have one or two things because I'm so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. And I told Steve, he says, well, you must not have cleaned it out last year because there's things from 2016. There's things. I'm like, I'm like, I do it every January. I said, I'm, we must have bought expired food or our little market. We have a little country market in our town that's not the most current and up-to-date with things in there. Yeah, <laughs> ours can, our little neighborhood store can be that way, too. You have, Yeah, you have to look at – yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah look at the dates, I guess. <laughs> so anyhow, that's what I did last night, and I watched The Crown – which I loved. Mm-hmm. I love so much. So we're still watching that. But Sandra, the night before last, we finished Stranger Things season two. Oh, you finally finished it. It was good, wasn't it? I cried. Did yeah, you it was cry good. The last episode? The um, oh. hmm. I, I don't remember crying at that, but yeah, the dance was very sweet. It was just so sweet. And it was like 1984. And it like took me back to, that was my first freshman dance, you know? Mm-hmm. Careless Whisper. Wham. Oh, yeah. I know. I love that Spoiling song. I play, played that on the saxophone. <laughs> that was my saxophone you solo. <laughs> yeah. Da, na, na, na. Come on. I love that song. I love that. That's the saxophone solo. In fact, my son has confirmed that that, that is still the saxophone solo to play. <laughs> Okay, if we ever do a workshop together, do you have a saxophone still, Sandra? I need I feel... to get one because I can still play. I, I picked one up. Right. A few years ago, and I can still play it. Yeah, I yeah. Think I'm yeah. making a note of this right now, just so I can see that happening. And I want to slow dance with somebody who's going to put his hand on my ass. Um, so brought back a lot of memories. Maybe that's why I cried. Oh, it was so sweet and so well done, and I just loved it. So I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but it was just such a good season. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I I watched, I gobbled that up. The Crown, this show, The Crown, I know nothing about it, nor have I. I'm not a TV watcher, but if if somebody really convinces me that something's good, I may give it a shot. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, when she was young, Mm. and it's going to span, I think, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I think it's supposed to span um, seven decades of her life. So the first season is like the first 10 years of her life. Um, and it's when she's young and she gets married to Prince Philip and it's, she has her, her children, her first two children, and it's very well done. It's beautifully the time, you know, set back in that time period, Winston Churchill, you learn a bunch of history that maybe you didn't know about England. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just the costuming and the makeup and the woman who plays Queen Elizabeth is phenomenal. 
Hmm. And the woman that plays her sister, Margaret, is, well, she's crazy, but she's awesome. And just Margaret's whole plight as being Elizabeth's sister is this whole other storyline that I'm pretty fascinated with. And, um, you know, Queen Elizabeth wouldn't let her get married um, to the first man she was married to. And then she goes through a series of men and drinking and debauchery and just shows how hard it must be for Margaret to be the queen's sister. Um, so it's pretty interesting and really, uh, yeah, yeah it's, if you it does sound tonight, interesting. It's, it's I do like a good historical drama. Yeah. I do. So this is season two mm. that I'm on right now. So this is kind of the second decade. And there's some philandering by Philip, her husband, um, embarrassing her in public. Um, public opinion of her is not so great that she's a little stiff and uh, reserved. And, you know, she never wanted to be queen. She had to be queen because her father passed away. And King David gave away the throne to go off with his lady friend or wife. And so... It's kind of interesting. Like, it gives you more insight to her. So I'll be interested to see as it kind of goes along how they how they age this actress, too, because she's, oh, she's yeah. stunning and, and just, I don't know, just shows you a different side of the queen, you know, right. to see her um, from the beginning. So Interesting. That's been my little guilty TV pleasure. But should we, do we have anything to promote before we jump into the show? I know I have a couple of things, but what, what do you got going on? Um, my book in its entirety will be officially for sale uh, when this airs. So um, That's right. Monday, January 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to, if you're interested, it is a um, daily reflections that, com- that combines reflection, a reflection with a creative prompt. And it's called Your Daily Unruffled. And it's for sale on my site. Uh, theunruffled.com in the marketplace and it's $12 and there's 365 days it's like a a Mm -hmm. year long book yeah right so it's a it's a daily prompt book or a daily reflections with a prompt book and yeah yeah like yeah modeled after lots of reflection books but so yeah today is the day that it it comes out And and how much is it $12. $12. Okay. $12. I know. A dollar a month. You guys can totally, I mean, for like 365 reflections and prompts, that's that's a steal. Mm-hmm. That's a steal. What about you? Um, so a couple of things. I'm cleaning up. I started school yesterday. Um, oh, and I yeah. Took, yeah. I took a bunch of stuff to school, some canvases, canvases I'm going to paint over. I have a space there at school to paint. I'm going to be working on a new project. Um, which I'll, t- I'll share that in a future episode once I get going on the project. Um, but I wanted to promote uh, my newsletter. And I am trying to get up to 500 um, subscribers. And when I do, I'll be giving away a, a ray of light painting, mixed media piece. So someone can provide their image and I'm going to do a ray of light. So I think I'm at like, I don't know, 275. So um, if anybody wants to join my newsletter, you can go to my website uh, TammySolace.com, and there's a little thing on the homepage that you can just put in your address and and get my newsletters. And I, I publish them every Sunday morning, and that has been good, which I'll talk about when we talk um, later in the show about that. Um, but I'm also listing in my uh, marketplace uh, commissioned ray of lights. I've done a few commissions for people, 
and I'm willing to do that now. So if you're interested in that, you can kind of go read the details. They're $125 for a ray of light. It's on a hardwood panel um, with an image that you provide, and those are available. And I think that's it. I think that's it. That's, those are all good things. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, um, I'm listing some paintings too, but that I'll, I'll announce that on Instagram. And for people who are listening, I, most of my time is spent on Instagram. Um, Facebook, I don't have Facebook on my phone. So I'm only on Facebook kind of when I'm home. And that's not really the main place I hang out. So just FYI, if anybody, if, when I'm going to sell something or do something or chat about something, I usually do it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Same here. Yeah. Same here. All right. So let's okay. get into this. Uh, today we're going to talk about, um, we know that we did a teachers and mentor episode um, early on when we started this podcast, but I was looking back at 2017 and just kind of, you know, at the end of the year thinking about the teachers in my life this year, and there were many. And I didn't want to focus necessarily on a particular teacher since we'd kind of done an episode like that. But I wanted to some ideas or concepts that were my teachers this year. And um, yeah, and so that's where that's what I think we're going to chat about. Do you have anything to add to that? No, mm -mm, I'm going to let you start. Oh, okay. So uh, my first teacher for 2017 was my word for the year. And I, we, we didn't done an episode on the word for the year, so I'm not going to get into that. But my word for the year last year for 2017 was dare. And I kind of like to pick action words for my word for the year. And so dare, I thought, would kind of push me out of my comfort zone and kind of make me face a few of the fears that I had or things that I'd been telling myself that I couldn't do or I wasn't ready to do. And so... I just like, like this podcast is like a perfect example. You and I had been talking about it, you know, nine months before um, we did our first episode. Right. <laughs> that was like the, our pregnancy period where we were growing mm -hmm. and thinking and talking and dreaming. And I really, I don't think if my word hadn't been dare, I don't know that I would have pursued it as much this year. I think I would have waited Put it on hold, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or let you lead the charge. Or um, I felt like we were both kind of leading it. But I think when I got home in March, I was looking at our show notes, March 7th. It looks like, let's do this. Like, we're serious about doing this. Let's let's get going. And um, so I felt like, like that word kind of informed um, a train of thought or a, um, a mindset for me this year. Mm -hmm. It was important. I, um, I decided to go gray after I went to the She Recovers concert. Uh, concert? No, wasn't a concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there was any. No, there was singing there, but um, not by me. But going, I, I got my hair. I remember the night before I left for She Recovers, I dyed my hair, which I hated to do. I just hate it. didn't take forever. But, you know, it's just it was going so dark every time, too. You know, I was practically doing almost black on my hair and having to redo it every four weeks. And, and it just was, I hated doing that. Um, and so when I got back from that, that conference, I was like, I think I'm going to try to grow it out. There was this woman that was on stage. It had really short, beautiful kind of silvery, um, almost like a purple hair, like a lavender to it. Um, that 
worked at MTV and she was, I don't know if you remember her from the, um, from the videos, Sandra, but she was mm-hmm. striking, always wore these fantastic outfits. And I was like, I do remember a person that you, that resembles that description. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but she just owned it. Looks so good. And I knew I wasn't going to do that, but I just thought I need to release this. Like, I think it's so much work and I feel like I'm hiding the true me. And I don't know what's going to end up happening with it, Sandra, to be perfectly honest with you, because it's growing out a lot more now. Like at first it was kind of cute and fun, but right now when I look at myself, it's really gray. Um, but I'm going to stick with it and see it through and see what happens. I could go and have a fun color with it afterwards maybe, and not just do the whole brown thing. I could add a stripe. Who knows? I have no idea. But I think if my word hadn't been dare, I think I would have just stuck to to kind of Tammy has brown hair. Right. Yeah. And then the last thing for the dare, I mean, there was many, many things. And I've written three separate blog posts about it on my website. And I just did a year-end review on it if anybody wants to read it. But I think the thing that I dared myself to do is to sell my artwork. And I did that this summer. And I sold my first painting to a woman named Maria. And... I put the I put the painting up one night and the next morning it was sold. That feeling like I can't even describe that feeling that I had. Mm-hmm. I almost I think I might have started crying cuz I'm a crier. But I just was so happy. It was like big happy tears. And that gave me the confidence to list more things and realize that I love to paint and that that's what I want to do. So those are the three things. Um, like I said, there's many, many more, but I think my word for the year kind of helped push me along, which, um, which it usually does. So that was my first and biggest teacher last year. That, yeah, that, um, and you wrote a whole blog post about that, didn't you just? Yeah, this week maybe or last week, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's up on my website. Yeah. What about you? Okay, good one. Um, well, probably the first but the first one that came to mind um, this morning when I was writing some notes for today was um, just the big shift, the big biggest noticeable shift in my hormonal health that I experienced um, at the beginning of the year. I think it kind of started manifesting at the very beginning of the year. I was starting to feel signs of just feeling off or different and um but then it really manifested in April um I was when I was going to go to she recovers and I had I couldn't go and um, I ended up going to the emergency room but I really felt like I was losing my mind I mean for for lack of a better word and because I don't mean to make it sound silly um but um I just, I mean, I felt like a monster Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of, you know, when I was drinking, like when I would question, who am I, who, who is this person? And, um, you know, I couldn't decide if my thoughts and emotions were manifesting the symptoms or if my symptoms were manifesting the thoughts. I mean, it was just really crazy making. I mean, I, I cried for two straight weeks, like sobbed. And I, um, you know, that's not usually me. (laughs) And, uh, it really, really, um, 
you know, it really stopped me in my tracks and it sort of made me, it led to some other things that became my teachers for the year as well. Um, but that was the thing that kind of set it, set it, set it off. I remember those two weeks. I was worried yeah. about you. I was worried about me. Yeah. I was worried about me. I mean, mental health is a pretty precarious thing in my immediate family. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was, I was scared. I was, it, I mean, I thought, am I coming back from this? I mean, those were my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was pretty frightening. I remember you had a really amazing nurse. Remember when you went to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you sharing about that. And I thought that was like, she was the right person for you. I'm yeah. She was there. Yeah. That it's, you're right. That nurse, um, yeah, she definitely could be included in this part <laughs> as my teacher because she really explained some things to me and made me feel so much less like I was losing my mind um, and reassured me that, yes, it's all the hormones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was glad you started talking about it because I think you, um, just by opening up here on the podcast, too, it's kind of helped um, start a conversation within our secret Facebook group and with the ladies that are listening and people even that I'm meeting in real life that are listening to our show and talking about it. Like, keep talking about that. That's interesting. Yes, I'm in my 40s. When I've gone to a few workshops in San Francisco, that's what they've said. And the gals I've met that I don't know only through social media. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was an important conversation for you to start. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's that was that was the big one for me. So what was your, what's your number two? Well, I wasn't going to talk about math. I was going <laughs> to talk about grief and impermanence and life and death. But to be perfectly honest, I'm not ready to talk about that today. So that came off my list. And I am going to bore you with algebra for a minute. Um, the reason I talk about math and <laughs> algebra so much is because it's freaking hard for me. And it's humbling, and it's embarrassing a little bit, and it's all the things. Um, I have taken three semesters worth of math in college that don't count for anything. I busted my ass trying to get an A the first semester, and I got it. Then the second semester, I busted my ass and tried to get an A, and I just missed it by one point. I'm telling this for a reason. There's a... (laughs) (laughs) Then the third semester, when I just looked at all the hours that I clocked in, I had 167 hours worth of work in this class for one semester, which is a lot. And 100 of that was homework at home, at my computer, online, doing homework. And I went to my counselor and she was like, well, you know, these math classes don't count, right? I'm like, right, but I don't want it to affect my grade point average. And she's like, no, they actually don't count towards your grade point average. Right. You just need to get a C. They're just so that you can pass your, the one that counts. The one that counts. So even though I knew they didn't count and I think I had that language in my head, uh, anyhow, this semester, it gave me this thing like, I don't need to get an A. I just need to get a C, which is not usually how I think about things. But that just kept... um, like, it could be good enough. 
you don't yeah. have to like nobody's giving out <clears throat> awards for this and actually no one's going to ever know so except for these poor listeners that have to keep hearing me talk about that <laughs> so um i don't know it just what would count about the whole thing is that that i showed up for it that i did yeah. it, you know and that would sh- it would count for me and when i was 19 and i quit school i you know, that was a way of procrastinating because I didn't want to take these hard classes that I didn't want to get a bad grade in, which is so dumb. I was so afraid of getting a bad grade that I quit school, you know. And uh, Meadow DeVore did an a excellent podcast with her friend about procrastination on the Yoga Church podcast. And she talked a lot about future me. You know, when you procrastinate, future you is not going to thank you. They're going to be mm. really upset. Future you is going to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just handle it right now? And so procrastination is kind of a big thing in my recovery of dealing with things. And I, I struggle with it every day. I do it all the time. But um, so I had to kind of step up and finish what I'd started, you know, 25 plus years prior. So then it just became like this really good teacher for me. And it kind of related to my recovery. You know, I had to had to show up. I had to do the work. I struggled. I had to push through, I had to conquer my fear. I had to ask for help, which I hate doing. Um, I had to release my perfectionism and I had to focus on not getting the gold star, basically getting the. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that math, I just started my final math class yesterday and it'll be 17 more weeks and this is over people. Hopefully I'll stop <laughs> talking about it. But I think it just has taught me to believe in myself, like that I can do the hard things. And that's it. I can do the hard things. And, yeah. And um, and I still have to have a graphing calculator, which I hate. So that's it. I have to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pass. I'm not going to have to get the A. No one's going to give a flying, you know what, like, but I will feel so good when I'm done. Yeah. May, May 23rd cannot come here fast enough. Like I will feel a huge amount of relief and satisfaction. And you will be done with math forever? With the math component for college, yes. I will be nice. Done so so in order to take the one class I needed, I had to take three semesters of math, right. which has been a year and a half. Mm. And had I just taken this back and when I was 19, I wouldn't have to do it now. But clearly the universe wants me to learn this lesson. And I do uh, relate it to other things or relate it to other things in my life. So, again, that's why I'm talking about the math all the time. <laughs> okay, we can check that off and we don't have to talk about it anymore this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's on your list? What's next on your list? Okay, so my number one led me to my next one, which is um, – Getting quiet was a big teacher for me in 2017. I know that in the beginning of my very beginning of my sobriety, I was um, very easily influenced by others. I mean, I've mentioned that I was a sponge and I couldn't soak up enough, you know, knowledge and inspiration. And, um, but after I, especially after I went through um, the crazy hormonal scare Mm -hmm. of 2017, um, 
I felt the need to kind of start pulling back on teachers, pulling back on social media um, a little bit and um, really just trying to get back to relying on my intuition as a guide. And I know they say in the rooms, you know, your best thinking got you here. And I definitely agree with that, um, especially in the very beginning of my sobriety, you know, my best thinking had gotten me to where I was for certain, but, um, I really felt the need to get back to trusting my thinking again. And, um, so, and you know, what I needed to do and what I should be doing. And, um, so getting quiet was, uh, just, uh, I guess like a natural progression after that, it led me to change my diet, I think, Mm -hmm. um, because I was trying to listen to my body. Um, and you know, I've been a little hesitant to talk about this on the podcast because I know what we talk about here has some, has influence on people that listen. Um, but I also needed to pull back a little bit from my 12 step fellowship And I couldn't really put my finger on why that was. Um, You and I have talked about it privately. Mm -hmm. Um, But this morning when I got up, I was actually really thinking about it. And I think I was losing some of my joy um, in my 12-step fellowship. And... And that was my word for last year. And it's not like, you know, this is my word, joy, and I need to be practicing it every day. It wasn't like that. But I definitely was um, losing my joy in going and being there and being a part of it. It was almost like I couldn't hear my own voice. I couldn't separate out what was hormonal and what was in my head. And... um, I, I just didn't want to hear what other people thought about how I felt, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyway, uh, that was a big, that was a big one for me. And like I said, I kind of did the same thing with social media too. Not that I have been absent from social media because I certainly haven't, but I definitely pulled back on the scrolling and the mindless, um, searching for something. Um, I kept a connection there for sure. And, um, but you know, now that I've had some distance, I do miss meetings. I, um, and now that the calendar year has turned over, um, I'm ready to get back to it. I think, um, I miss, I'm looking at it going forward as a means of service, I think. And, um, you know, I think I, I think I serve now and I think I have served throughout 2017. I think we serve through this podcast. Um, you know, there's not an email that I don't answer and, uh, somebody needs me for coffee, 
um, or they need an ear. I, I drop everything and go, but, um, I think I'm ready to get back to serving in that capacity, but I had to rethink that too. And I've, and I've really been thinking about this too. It's, you know, I, 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 I want to do it not because I feel like I'm supposed to do it um, or because somebody has told me I'm supposed to do it. (laughs) You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a rebel. (laughs) She didn't know. (laughs) I don't really like to follow all the rules except don't drink no matter what. That's the one rule I follow. Um, I, you know, I think that, um, I do want to get back to that service capacity though. And not because I feel like I have to ask for redemption every day, you know, like it's a penance that I'm paying for my sobriety. Um, I want to do it because I feel like it's, it serves my highest purpose. And I think that's where I'll find the joy again. You just made me cry, Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I know we talk about this outside, but I've been hoping that you would find that feeling. Yeah. Without telling you, go find that feeling. (laughs) Because that's not how it works. No. I I know that well enough to know. That's what's the beauty, I think, too, Sandra, is that we get to create our own program, quote unquote, right? So this has been yours. Yeah. So that's yeah. what's so cool about it is that no one can tell you what to do. And I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I've, I was feeling a little weird about sharing that, but yeah. I feel better now. I've Isn't that had magical? a little a body tingles and <laughs> it's over now. <laughs> well, um, well, my third thing was actually to talk about this very thing too in a very and maybe a little different way but you and I talk a lot off the air and text and all that so I know you know these things so you're just gonna have to listen to me again (laughs) but um my one of my biggest teachers last year was um my 12-step meetings of AA and finishing the 12 steps so I'm going to kind of tackle that and just briefly for both but my meetings became my classroom in a way. So the people that are there are kind of like a microcosm, you know, like this little sampling of the world, right? That's out, outside mm-hmm. those doors. So when someone would bug me, annoy me, um, talk about something I wasn't interested in, uh, drone on, um, have some inappropriate etiquette around the meetings or say some things that were inappropriate or action. I don't know any of it. Just a lot can happen in a meeting, right? There's a ton of things going on actually. And what I began to approach my meetings last year as a place to learn. So I would listen to podcasts on the way to my meeting, or I would record myself like brain dumping some thoughts onto my phone before I entered the meeting. And when someone would, let's just, I'll make a, something up, like someone's heavy breathing next to me or they're on their phone. Mm-hmm. Bugging the crap out of me, right? On either side, I have a heavy breather on the left and I have a person on their phone on the right and I can't concentrate. 
So then you say the serenity prayer, right? Um, and, and I try to get like kind of recentered, but I can't control the sky on the right of me. And I can't control the breathing of this person on the left of me. I can only control me. So I have a couple of options in a meeting. I can either meditate or try to. I can write in my notebook and kind of do my nervous tick marks that I used to do so much, my anxiety marks. I can excuse myself to go get a cup of tea. I can go outside for a minute and collect myself. There's a lot of things that I can do and come back in and hopefully either pick a different seat or sit back down and try again. But basically, it doesn't let me leave myself. And so those meetings, it's not about when when, um, I hear people say like, oh, the meeting just wasn't for me. I think like, well, no meeting really is <laughs> for me. Like, they're, it's nice to go and see familiar people for sure, but I don't look at them as like a place that I need to be completely um, at ease in. I think that when I'm uncomfortable or um, experiencing those feelings, that's trying to teach me how to deal with those feelings outside of the rooms. You know, the person that's annoying me at the, in the grocery store line or at the post office or my husband, you know, like it's just, Mm -hmm. I take those lessons and I, you know, I chat with you about them in a funny way and go, Oh my gosh, here, this was my teacher today. (laughs) And that's what keeps me going back is that I always learn something inside the room. So they were big teachers for me last year. And the other part was that, um, I finished the 12, 12 steps last year and it took me 21 months to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say that because someone just reached out to me recently and she was like, oh my gosh, it took you that long. Okay. You make it sound like you just love AA and it's so easy. And I was like, oh, I hope I don't make it sound like that, but cause it's not, you know, it's a lot of work, but I would say from the time at the beginning of 2017, I was on step, I just finished step nine. And so from January to August, it took me from nine to 12, which some might look at those as being like pretty easy, right? You do your daily inventory, step 10, prayer and meditation, step 11, and step 12, you know, your service to others. That took me a long eight months to kind of wrap my head around prayer and meditation was kind of the big one for me. But I, fe- I felt completely different, like this January right now, than I did last January. I had a tremendous amount of growth, I think, um, by working those steps. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, it's not perfect. And, I, and, the, and the gal I've been chatting with, which, you know, I'm really grateful that she reached out to me when she told me that just made me think like, I, I get on here and I giggle and laugh on this podcast. And I hope people don't just think it's this, um, you know, unicorn city when you're in AA, <laughs> that everything is, is just fun and games and laughs and, you know, and making it look so easy because it's not. It's a lot of hard work. But I completely embrace that work. And the whole experience has been, um, it's been transformative. That's all. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah. 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 So that's my third one. That's a good one. Oh, can I offer one thing? The person on their phone might be reading the big book. You know, you can read Mm -hmm. the big book on your phone, right? Well, that was a lesson I learned because, um, (laughs) yes, yes, because my judgment right? Is judging the person on their phone. 
which teaches me that maybe I shouldn't be judging people out in the real world because maybe they have a reason for what they're doing that, you know, I'm not privy to, believe it or not. But you know how I learned that, Sandra? Because an old timer, a 25-year old timer, admonished the guy that was on his phone. He said, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be on your phone in here. And the guy goes, I'm reading the big book. Yeah, I'm looking on your for phone. reading. Yep. And I was like, when he said that, it wasn't the mm-hmm. same meeting that he was bugging me. It was like a subsequent meeting. And I was like, oh, lesson learned, judgy pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tammy's got on her judgy pants today. <laughs> Maybe you want to take those off when you get home because that's not right. <laughs> yes, Sandra. Yes, you're absolutely right. And that's what I mean about the lessons. Like, yeah, every day I learn something. And it's usually about me because, you know, it's all about me. <laughs> Right. It's all about the alcoholic in the rooms, right? It's just your bubble. But it taught me, like, maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't be judging, I don't know, the person, again, in line at the post office that's talking too long to the postmistress and driving me crazy. Maybe they mm-hmm. only get out once a day is what I started thinking. Maybe they have a sick one at home that they're taking care of, and this is their only social interaction for the day. You know, maybe they're, right. yeah, maybe they're lonely. Maybe, and maybe they know if this this postmistress since she was four years old because they're from Valley Ford and they're lifelong friends. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just gets me to kind of slow my roll a little bit. (laughs) Right. And I don't do it perfectly. But when those things happen, like me just observing that guy admonish him for his phone, he said what I was thinking a few days earlier. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shut it down, Tammy. (laughs) Shut it down. (laughs) That times a hundred I get, you know, in a week from going to meetings, like I, little tiny things that I never even articulate, but I absorb. So, right. That's <clears throat> All right. Okay. Number three for you. Number three for me is probably no surprise is Hamilton. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> yes. And the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, you know, it was such a big one for me. Well, first of all, my whole family, including even my husband, who would not really go on and on about a musical. um, We had said we just bonded so much over Hamilton. But it was so fun to just to be unabashedly enthusiastic about something, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, I was trying to, I've tried to even think when is the last time I've been just that enthusiastic about something, maybe roller skating when I was, you know, 13, um, (laughs) Duran Duran, probably I was Mm -hmm. very enthusiastic about Duran Duran, but it's been a long time. And, um, but, and then just this, the whole, and I mean, I, I love it the same reason why the, America loves the musical, but, um, it just really forced me to think about like legacy and story and who will tell my story and what will they say. And I think that, you know, probably is a reflection of my age as well, but, um, you know, and then it also made me think about the foundation and the future that I'm building for my own kids and, I'm just, you know, how I'm just ready for them to blow me away. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> and um, it just, I mean, and then going to see it and the whole um, building up to that. And it was uh, such a teacher for me yeah. this year. And yeah. 
and I still I still get goosebumps when I listen to some of the songs. So um, does it anyway, transport you? Does it transport you to really does? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. It was. Um, you're right, and also I think from just what I know that you've shared, and, and I know that the work that you did around getting there. I mean, what a teacher! This this driving you to you did you worked so flipping hard this summer. Right? Yeah, I mean, you worked mm-hmm. really hard and made this happen um, because Hamilton <laughs> tickets are not cheap. No, they weren't. No, No, they're not. (laughs) That's interesting because both of our our art paid for our Hamilton experience this summer. Yeah. Because when I sold my first painting, I bought Hamilton tickets with it. So, yes, Hamilton, I think, yes, you got me turned on. And Tiffany Hahn, you two loved it so much. I was like, I got to get into this. I got to figure what this is all about. And I loved it. Yeah. Oh, Sandra. Yeah. What was it? Not giving away my shot. Yeah. yeah. Not going to throw it away. Oh, all right. Um, next for me, I think um, women were one of my biggest teachers last year. I've had women friends before, right? <laughs> we all have. I don't think... I was as open to having women friends as I was this last year. And I can see why, you know, based on um, my best friend passing away in February, I had been meeting and um, getting to know women online. Um, But when I stopped drinking, I kind of lost uh, a group of friends that used to be my drinking buddies. And... I could call any of them up today and go hang out with them and go for a walk on the beach. And it's not that like, I lost them forever, but all we did was drink together for right. the most part. And, uh, you have to like redefine yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And so this year I have definitely pulled away from a lot of those friends because I needed to get well. And it was nothing personal other than I personally cannot drink with you. <laughs> And um, so I think that the kind of collection of friends that I started to um, have, like with our gratitude circle and the online communities that we were part of and going to some um, events this last year that um, workshops and and conferences, uh, I got to connect in real life with people. And and you, you are a big part of this. And when my friend passed away, when Casey died, I I was kind of held up. I was supported and loved mm-hmm. and checked on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been checked on by a few of my friends in real life, maybe two times since Casey passed away. Um, the people that I've met and chatted with and get to chat about this here, um, really kind, really kind to me. Um, and I felt just open to having more female friendships. And after we talked to Sasha Corrales, um, when we had her on the show and talking about the divine and talking about, you know, we're, we're warriors And that, like, we gave up alcohol so that we could be ready for this higher calling. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I would never have been, um, I don't think I would have been ready to even hear that language in my old life with my judgy mm-hmm. pants on, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're so thick. They're really thick plaid judgy pants. <laughs> and I just started being a little more open and a little more open and took the support and could ask for the help. And women showed me how because they were doing it. And I can see it. Um, And I know that social media gets a bad rap for things. And in my world, like the women that I was friends with and that was sharing things, um, it felt genuine. And it felt like I know they're putting that on a screen, but I also know that if I called them up, they're going to take my call, which many of them did and have. And people that have come on our show, they've like showed they've just showed me how and um and also showed me that you don't have to be perfect you don't have to do this thing perfectly this thing life and motherhood and being a woman in this world so I don't know I felt like all year long that kept showing up for me every week every day um so that's my number four is women that they've been my greatest teachers that's a really good one. If I had a sixth one, that would that would be on my list as well. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my fourth one is is going to be a little woo sounding, but um, and I can really only see this now in reflection. But um, I so we talked about the year ahead spread in tarot. You know where you pick a card of the month for to kind of guide you or see if it will guide you for your year ahead. And, um, and then you pick a main themed card that kind of is supposed to be your theme for the year. And mine was the hanged man first 2017. And it really ended up being sort of, and of course I would, I had written everything out. And so I would go back and kind of read, kind of look at it as the year went on to see how it sort of applied to my year see if it resonated. And it really did because the hangman is, um, it's about like letting go. It's about surrendering to your circumstances or things that make you feel stuck. Um, and it's also about inaction, um, getting still, um, which is, you know, obviously what I've already talked about, what I felt like I was kind of called to do mm-hmm. this past year And, um, I really feel like I worked on that all year, um, because, you know, when you like sacrifice an old way, um, for you get kind of a new perspective and a new reality. So I feel like I really feel differently going into this year more so than I have other years for whatever reason. It just really feels like a fresh start. Um, like I'm less recycling old thoughts and old patterns and I'm really changing things up. Like in just, you know, almost three weeks of January, it's I already feel so different than I have in January's past. It's I, I, so it really, um, it, it really was a theme of my 2017 and I think it set me up for 2018. Mm. So yeah. anyway, I like that a little wooey, but 
Well, I just I just did my spread for this year, which um, I hadn't done before, and so I took a picture of it so I would re remember um, because I would forget <laughs> what yeah. the cards were. So no, I'll have to yeah. see next year what that is. My, yeah. my card this year was the death card, which I was like, <gasps> but I read that that meant transformation. Uh, yeah, rebirth. letting old things die. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a great one. Um, so my last one, um, that was my teacher last year and kind of something that I, I've done in previous years too, but giving myself self-imposed assignments is a great teacher for me. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, when I gave myself like that ray of light series last year for the 52 weeks, I was going to be accountable for posting an interview and making, creating original artwork, mixed media piece every Friday and was going to post it on my blog. The reason I did that was because I would procrastinate posting on my blog. To do a blog post would take me weeks. I would stress about it so much. I would worry about my spelling if I was going to make a typo. Um, I felt like if I put this self-imposed assignment and it was other people kind of writing their own words to the questions I asked them, it could help me maybe get over that hump and that kind of fear of posting every week. Mm -hmm. And so it, it did. And then I, it helped me, you know, follow my, with my follow through because I would start something and if I wasn't accountable to anybody, I don't finish it. I'm like, Oh, mm. I can, it was a great idea, but it just, whatever. So for me, I felt like, I did that so much in my life prior, my whole, um, when I was drinking, everything was ish. I'll mm -hmm. be there around five ish, which really meant seven or seven thirty. Um, I would, you know, keep everything as a, we'll see, mm -hmm. maybe, um, up in the air. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to see how it goes to my kid, you know, on things to my husband, you know, I'll get, I'll try. That just was so noncommittal. So a little bit now, I know I, it, in my sobriety for these last three years, I've done these kind of self-imposed things and it kind of can seem really rigid, but I don't, you know, that's okay with me because it's the byproduct of it is teaching me, you know, how to follow through, how to get shit done, how to um, keep my word to myself is mainly why I do it. And, um, I post my daily gratitudes on Instagram and by doing that for the last two years got me ready to do this ebook that I just put out. So it helped me get up the courage, have the visual vocabulary for it. Like just, it wasn't for nothing. It helped me. It helped me. And um, also lately it's been the weekly newsletter that I started. I think I'm on the 15th one. And I committed to doing it every Sunday. And trust me, Saturday nights at 11 o'clock, I've been a couple of nights trying to finish it. Um, but that newsletter is helping me keep, stay aware during the week of things that are interesting to me, um, things that have been popping up that I want to chat about but don't want to do a blog post about. Um, just sharing more of my interior world with maybe a small group of people who are subscribing to that list. Um, who will hopefully become my customers someday or friends, you know, they don't have to buy something to be my friends. <laughs> um, so the, just kind of that, um, it's helped me to grow creatively this year, um, as a person, like, 
in, about my procrastination. It's helped me learn about why I do that. And the old story of, um, maybe I need to let go of the old story that, you know, oh, I'm just a huge procrastinator. Maybe it's that I work well under pressure. Right. You know, if I can flip that script and be not being so hard and down on myself because I fucking did it last year, Sandra. Yeah, you I sure posted did. every Friday religiously, shared it with groups. I felt like that was a being of service, sharing people's story. And I didn't get anything in return. I don't want anything in return. I'm gifting all of the ray of lights to all of the people who participated, paying for postage, like doing the whole thing, not to get a pat on the back. I am doing that because they were so brave and honest and shared and helped me with this project that this is my way of saying thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll follow through with mailing all of these. So again, the whole thing for me is just, it keeps giving and giving and giving when I kind of do these self-imposed assignments. And I highly encourage people, if you think you would respond to that, or if you're the personality type that is the upholder, I think you talked about being the rebel um, in Gretchen Rubin's four, I don't know, what's that called? Four, four tendencies. tendencies. Yeah. I'm the upholder. And so because I know that, that, that's why this is working for me. So that was a really big teacher for me last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You were down to your fifth one. Okay. So my fifth one is um, naming it. And, and, and specifically, I had a name, name it journal. And I started that at the beginning of 2017. Um, and what that was, was a, a book, a journal, a a, a sketchbook um, that I wrote down. Well, back up. I, you know, never, I was never much of a goal setter before I turned 40. Um, But then about around 40, I kind of became one. Um, I even Instagrammed once that uh, at the beginning of 2014, I took a picture of one of my goals was to quit drinking. <laughs> so I like checked that off for 2014. So, right. <laughs> but, um, but I'm I, glad you named it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I, I guess there is something to feeling like you're running out of time. Right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of became a, a goal setter, I guess more so than I'd ever been, um, around 40. And, you know, they say, um, that there's some kind of magic in writing it down. And I really believe that to be true. Um, and it's not like everything I wrote down in my name it journal, um, manifested itself exactly or even at all. But, but some of a lot of it did, which is pretty remarkable. And the things that didn't, you know, I honestly think I probably just wasn't ready for them. They can carry over to this year, you know, it's, they don't have expiration dates. Um, so I'm adding more things to my name at journal. I encourage anyone to have a name at journal. It's just a place to put down, crazy, wild things you want to accomplish or see in your life and, um, things that you, you know, things that you think are out of your reach. Um, I'm 
doing it for 2018 and uh, we'll see, but it, you know, it just feels good to get it out of your head, you know, and it, it, it feels like you're saying my dreams are valid and worthy enough to write them down. And, and you're giving yourself permission. Exactly. To do that, to just, to name it, but then yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, my yeah. sister is a big fan of our show. <laughs> she <laughs> listens to everyone immediately. And she was talking to me the other day about your name it journal. She was like, I love how Sandra does a name it journal. That's so inspiring. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write some things down. I'm like, good for you. Get, you do know? it. And my do sister's it. not in recovery from um, alcohol. Mm-hmm. But you she's, gotta be. <laughs> she's, she's just a normal gal, right? Living her life, has three kids um, in her 40s. And she was like, I want to do things. I want to I want to do the things I just keep thinking about. You know, mm-hmm. so this is universal. Yeah. yeah. But it's the it's the writing it down part. I think that there's really something that happens yeah. differently when you write it down. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like an accountability, just like these self-imposed assignments I just said. Like yours is like, it's like, um, it's saying it out loud, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. if it's just to yourself or to that paper, it's like out of your body and into the world. And now let's see what happens with it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. a good one, Sandra. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I hope that was good. helpful to people. I hope so too. Entertaining. I don't know all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forgot to say that my self-imposed assignments was also this podcast. Oh yeah. The fact that we have committed since we started and have not missed one week. I think so. We're on forty-two weeks now Mm -hmm. of doing a podcast and putting it up every Monday. And we are both busy ladies, have husbands and children, and our creative work. And that we've committed to doing that every week. I'm very proud of us. Me too. And that was in my name at journal too. Mm. Start a podcast. Yep. With Tammy, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got stuck with. All right. So we should share, since we've shared so much, this is like the sharing episode. Keep sharing. um, Our top three tools in our unruffled toolbox for the week. So um, why don't you start this one? Okay. So my first one was just reflection, just, uh, you know, compiling my my book that I'm finishing up um going through all of my old journals reflecting on 2017 for this podcast um reflection just really helps me see where I've been so that I can kind of sort of see where I'm heading you know Mm -hmm. leave the rest up to chance but um I uh try not to be overly nostalgic but I do love to reflect Hmm. and make sense of of my present moment yeah that's an important one especially in recovery right Mm -hmm. what is that yeah um, in the rooms like we do not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it right I think that's beautiful you're right to reflect but not to stew you know so there's like a different um to reflect is different than to just kind of think, sure. think about your past and feel bad about it. It's more like, well, what, where, where did that bring me? 
Right. And and what can, I can be grateful for. I, I Like when I heard people say they were grateful alcoholics in the room, I thought they were the stupidest words I'd ever heard come out of someone's mouth. Right. Who would be grateful to be an alcoholic? Seriously? Right. You Dummies. signed up for this? <laughs> oh, see, judgy <laughs> pants. Voluntarily. Plaid judgy pants. We're still on. Um, <laughs> but now I get it. Yeah. I can look back and I'm grateful that that brought me to right to this very moment. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, mine is going to be a little boring because I'm sure I've shared it before, but since coming home um, and the new year starting, my morning routine um, is key, is key right now for my unruffled toolbox. The the making of the tea, the reading of my daily reflections, which I want to get your book for the whole year so that I can do that every morning. That's what I'm going to switch up this year. And um, yeah, just having kind of an hour to myself to do my gratitude list, to do um, my face regime that I do with my skincare. I do a, a couple things every day, take my supplements, but those are all like this kind of, that's how I can start my day. It's like a reset button. So morning routine, that's my, in my toolbox this week. All right. Good one. Um, okay. So my next one is I've been scooping up some tickets for just fun, some upcoming fun. Um, I want to see more music this year. I used to love to go. I, I saw bands lots and lots and lots in my twenties. Um, and then it sort of kind of petered out after I had kids and then it came just a shit show every time I try to go out, you know, then I wouldn't make it home or whatever. So, um, yeah. so, you know, Whoops. that <laughs> I'd forget to come home. Um, Sandra. So, <laughs> so I'm just excited about going to see some music this year and other things. I just saw my favorite band, Poi Dog Pondering, who I went on and on about over the summer few podcasts back um but i'm going to see saint vincent who i love next month um i'm going to see the breeders who's like my favorite chicks ever um and i've got tickets to see rob bell you are and yeah i'm seeing yeah. him in march when are you seeing yeah. him i think he's in february here okay yeah excellent excellent yeah and he's then, with my boyfriend uh, is he? I don't know if he is here. I, no. He may. I don't. I don't know if that's just West Coast for you or I have a if, lot of boyfriends. But uh, Pete yeah. Rollins, yeah, okay, right. yeah, Pete Rollins, yeah. I don't know if he's coming with Pete Rollins or not. Okay. But um, he had the first one had sold out, and I had missed buying tickets. Then he added another show, so cool. going. And um, and then we're gonna go see uh, Book of Mormon is coming. We're seeing it so, too. Are you? I'm going in February. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming here in April. I so <laughs> I know. Me neither. I cannot wait. After, so after I saw Hamilton, I was like, I'm, I want to see the Book of Mormon. That's happening. Yep. And I sure. bought him last fall and I gave him to the guys for Christmas. They weren't as excited as I was. I will tell you that, <laughs> but I don't really care. Um, it's real so, funny. I think, I think they'll, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome, Sandra. That's a lot of stuff coming up for you. Yeah. That's only half the year. So who knows <laughs> what the second half's going to bring. Yeah. Very cool. 
Um, mine is not as exciting as yours, my second tool, but I have to get back to menu planning. And so I realized since Thanksgiving, I hadn't really made a plan for anything. It was all, you know, getting through finals and December and travel and the holidays. <clears throat> so when I got home, I sat down, um, when I got home from our trip down to LA, uh, we, uh, got home on January 2nd. I was like, Grocery shopping, menu planning, I need to get back on this weekly thing because that really um, leveled things out for me during the week. That kind of made things run smoothly in our household, just knowing what the plan was and having the supplies. So I'm really trying on Sunday to do all my grocery shopping and menu planning and hopefully have it for the week. Um, at least four meals. I don't do seven meals. I do four. And then we can kind of wing the rest with leftovers or if we go out one night to our taco night in our town. They have talk fish tacos on Fridays at the local hotel. Um, but having that kind of recenters me and that's putting me on a good, um, a good path for the new year. Yeah. Plus who, I hate going to the store every day. Ugh. Yeah. God. Yeah. Same. Um, okay. So my last one is I have been doing the, this theta meditation. Have you ever done a theta meditation? No, well, it really, all it is, it's, 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 um, stimulating a part of your brain or, or sending you theta waves. Um, it's supposed to enhance uh, it's supposed to like support creativity kind of, and it can really set you into a deep meditation. Um, but I, and I've been doing it. You can do it with like, um, a, a talking meditation, I think, or another way to do it is with binar binaural beats, mm -hmm. which are like, if you have the insight timer, you can just type in either binaural beats or theta meditation. And there's several playlists that will come up. But what it sounds like is it's just like repetitive sounds. You have to have your headphones on or earbuds or whatever. But it's like repetitive sounds with um, like a babbling brook, like water flowing mm -hmm. in the background. So it's really, really nice. I mean, I think you could probably get there if you're like, I don't know, sitting by a river or a brook and <laughs> listening to the beats of the forest, or maybe if there's like a drum circle going on behind right. you. That's not really available to me. <laughs> but that's right not now. so available to everybody. <laughs> right. right. So this is just a way to do it like from your bed. <laughs> um, Sounds better already. <laughs> yeah, but they're really cool. Like I, I, I really, my goal is to make time to do it every day because when I do it, it's pretty freaking amazing. Like I cry every time. It's so weird. I'm not, I'm not just a crier, but I cry every oh, time. It might not it's be like for I, me. <laughs> it's like I get to this place that's just so, it's like so pure or beautiful or something. And it just makes tears fall out of my eyes. It's so, and it, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So how would someone find this? You're saying it is on the insight timer or do you, would you, if you go, that a meditation? You can do, yeah, you can do any of those things. But if you go, if you have insight, the insight timer app, you can easily search there. If you just type in theta 
Okay. Or binaural beats is B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L. Okay. And um, so there's like options that will pop up and they're all mostly just sounds. And you can just sort of pick your length if you want to go 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. Um, 20 minutes, I think you can go as long as you are. There's a long time. There's various <laughs> options. Can you go two minutes? Like, I feel like that's my way in is two. You can stop it. Sure. Okay. You could, you could probably, you, I mean, there's not like a really a beginning and end. It's just, it's the same sort of sounds with the babbling brook. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. um, you know me, I resist meditation, so I probably should try it. <laughs> it's, so I can really see how it can change everything if I, tr if I consistently do it every day. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to make any promises, but I, I do like that you wrote it down here so that I can look back at it and go, I should try that thing Sandra recommended. <laughs> Uh, no, because then I will, but I sometimes I just resist it so much. I don't know why. Um, okay, my last thing is lately um, being of service uh, has been in my toolbox because <clears throat> mainly um, sponsorship that I that I do through AA, and um, I have some really lovely um, sponsees that I will not talk about, but it takes me out of myself to be of service, like you talked about a little earlier. Um, and it doesn't have to be through AA that I can be of service. I, I've been thinking about that more lately. My friend, um, for example, I mean, sponsorship, yeah, you go to go to the meetings, you help people work through the 12 steps. Of course, that's a big, that's a, it helps me go back through the 12 steps, right? That's why we sponsor. It reminds us of all the things that we learned when we went through it the first time. But um, I got a, I got a, I got a birthday invitation um, to a party that's going to be on February 3rd, which is my three-year sobriety anniversary coming up. Yeah. And my immediate thought, of course, was all about me. That's on my sobriety. I can't, I can't go to a party. I can't go to a 50th birthday party on it. And then I was like, S hold up, girl. Like, what are you, <laughs> what, what are you doing? You might miss your parade. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Stop for a minute. This is your friends, your very good friends, 50th birthday party. This is the girl that threw you about four parties for your 40th. This is the yeah. girl that, anyhow, did a yeah. lot, has done a lot of things and kind right. things and wonderful things. And I went to dinner with my husband and I was like, I'm going to look at this like being of service. And he kind of gives me his one eyebrow look like he does. <laughs> And he was like, oh, really? Because that just sounds obnoxious, right? Right. <laughs> but I really had to look at it that way so I can be honest with you and with our listeners because I feel like you guys understand. But I needed to look at it kind of like the 12th step that I just finished, right, in August. Like, I can be at places where there's alcohol now. I have a good reason to be at this party. It's not like I'm going to this party so that I can drink. That feeling has left me. And that's been gone for a long time, but I still have been protecting myself. So if I can go into a situation thinking that I'm being of service, like I thought immediately thought, oh, maybe I'll ask the hostess if I can help set up so that I could do the early end of things. And then if I have to kind of do a French goodbye, is that what it's called? French goodbye? Like you just 
sneak out the back door. Yeah. Fringe mm-hmm. exit. That's Fr- fringe exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'll have to do. But I need to show up because it's not all about me. And um, even showing up could be my service that, you know, I've been gone for a long time from her life, yet I'm still invited to this event. And um, nobody knows that it's my sobriety birthday. They didn't plan this to thwart my celebration. Right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this is just one example of a hundred that come, you know what I mean? Like this happens all day long with me where I go immediately. It's all about me. And then I have to go release that and go, how can I be of service in this situation? How can I, um, meeting my sponsees? I have four right now. So meeting them is a challenge. Um, I'm giving up some of my time to do that. Um, it's a, a challenge is the only way I could put it because you know, our schedule, Sandra, it's like, we're busy ladies. All women are busy. But when I do focus on being of service, it takes me outside of myself, even if not immediately, <laughs> A few seconds later or a few minutes later or even later in the day, I can rethink it. So that has been um, that's been in my toolbox lately. Like, how can I be of service so that I can just shut up (laughs) and just do a good thing for someone else and have it not be about me? Right. Clearly a work in progress, but that's in my toolbox right now. That's a good one. (sighs) Yeah. Wow, we just shared and shared and shared, didn't we? Yes. People are going to be so tired of us. (laughs) Yes. We will probably have a few interviews from here on out. Right. Right. So you don't have to hear us just giggle and laugh and talk. and. Um, And I love the feedback that's been going on in our Facebook group. So if you want to be part of our secret Facebook group, you have to friend up either Sandra or myself on Facebook. So I'm Tammy Salas on Facebook. Right. And Sandra Tower Primo on Facebook. I was going to mention that as well. Um, There is a, a public Unruffled page. So if you go to Facebook and if you type in the Unruffled, you'll probably go to um, a public page that I started with my uh, website a couple of years ago when I started the website. That's not the uh, private group that we're speaking of, but you can message me there and I'll, I get all the messages from there. So um, I keep up with that as well. Yeah, and we should mention just briefly, I mean, we're only 42 episodes in here, so let's uh, tell our listeners that (laughs) there is another podcast called The Unruffled, and it is a parenting, uh, did I say website? Podcast is what I meant. Um, So that podcast, if you are searching for The Unruffled, you're probably going to find like a baby's on the front of it and the mom's arms, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not us. not us. So when you do search for us or type something in, it's The Unruffled Podcast, all three. And that's how you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes um, in case you're ever running into that problem. Um, And you'll see our, our logo and stuff. So, yeah. All right. I think that's it. You need to get back to work. I got to get back to work. I got (laughs) things to do. We had ice week. Woof. Anyway, everybody's having it, so it's not just me. The weather in Texas this year. I know. Crazy. I'm not going to complain about this drizzly rain right now. I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) Have a beautiful week, my friend. All right. Congratulations on your e-book. Thank you. I wish you so much success with it. Thanks. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. 
Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Fagiri. Thanks for listening.